Welcome back to the Speak Up Hoops podcast for episode three, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. We are live from Rygon Studios. The NBA gurus are back in which we'll talk the Pistons and the Wolves back on the right track. Kristaps Porzingis, the Sixers over 500 for the first time in four years. OK3 fourth quarter troubles, the struggling Cavs, the streaking Celtics, and our week three standouts, LeBron James and James Harden. Here we go. Can't nobody see me. You wish you could, but for real, I ain't nobody's genie. How does Kobe and Phoenix? I'm really focused on the check like it's no more Adidas. So DC, so you know on my jersey arenas. Lost the Phillip arenas. I'm a mix between Kawhi and LeBron and Serena. Ain't no need for subpoenas. I'm on the court crossing over and hitting the three. You don't know what to do with the rock, give it to me. Why you mad for? I'm a student of the game. 12 try to stop me while I'm cruising through the lane. These dudes would be insane to think that they in the same category as the boys, so let's make sure they hear what I'm saying. It's Jeremy and Drake. It's Jeremy and Drake. The cool rules of the game will be learning today. It's Jeremy and Drake, it's Jeremy and Drake Come have a ball with the NBA know-it-alls Speak up! It's Jeremy and Drake Speak up! Speak up! Speak up! It's Jeremy and Drake Jeremy, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Another week's in the books for the 17-18 NBA season And it was an exciting one once again your boy LeBron James, my Celtics streaking. Uh, let's get after it, bro. Let's get after it. Let's talk about my man LeBron James <laughs> for a couple minutes. Because it, it hasn't been too bright so far this season. The only bright side of it has been LeBron James. Yeah. So. yeah. 57 points on thirteen, uh, 23 of 34 shooting, 11 rebounds, <sighs> 7 assists, gave wall buckets, auto porter buckets. Ubre buckets, whoever they were throwing at him. Jeremy. He, he was phenomenal. And the thing is, is you look up and you're like, wait, he's at 50 points right now? Oh, wait, he's at 52? Like, it was just a casual, easy 57 for him because he was mostly on the block. He only attempted four threes, went two for four, and the rest was just basically in the paintwork, fadeaway jumpers that were Michael Jordan, Kobe-esque. Jeremy, let me start by saying this. I was, and you're probably going to be surprised to say this. I was not surprised. This is what I expect from LeBron every night. Do I want him to do? do you, I, you expect 57 every night? No, I expect this oh. level of greatness. Okay. Um, uh, do do I want him to be doing this every night, playing 40 plus minutes every no. night? Of course not. No. It's no good, but LeBron was truly sensational. Um, it was. He knew, going into that game, he knew what needed to be done for the Cavs to get the win because they were coming off a three-game losing streak. Yes, and not only that, Beal and Wall started oh, to yeah. open their mouth. Oh, he read that. Yes. I know he did. I know because Beal was like, yeah, we think we're the best team in, yep. uh, in the East. And then Wall talking about they dodged them in the playoffs. Yeah. LeBron read that before well, the game. Well, here's the thing. It's, I just want to mention something about that with John Wall because uh, I saw a tweet that said, the Wizards let Kelly Olynyk go off in Game 7, and they think the Cavs wanted to dodge the Wizards. I saw that one. I saw <laughs> I that. mean, seriously. Listen, man. John Wall and Bradley Bill, they've been talking like this for the past three years. And what have they done together? Not a damn thing. 
I'm trying to figure out why they keep opening their mouth, especially when you can't back it up. You couldn't even go out and beat my struggling cat. I mean, they've been talking records like this. I mean, I understand why they do it. I mean, you, uh, are you gonna? T- are you not gonna talk like this on your own team? Everybody gonna do, it, but you have to know. I feel like you have when you talk like that. You have to know make who, sure you know who you're gonna you're talking about. I was gonna say you yeah. gotta know who you're going up against. Yeah, you might be able to say this maybe about like. Aaron Gordon in the Magic or something like that. Yeah. You start talking to this about LeBron and the Cavs or Steph Curry and Durant with Golden State, James yeah. Harden with you the Rockets, know. and you're gonna get the best performance. You know, you're setting when you when you open your mouth like that, you're setting your team up for failure. Yes. And Especially LeBron when came you can't in back it up and destroyed them. And John Wall was awful. Now Beal did have like 36 or something. Yeah, but, but it, it was, I mean, it was hidden behind LeBron's 57. And the thing is, is anytime. Wall was on LeBron. Yeah, he went to work in the post. Yeah. I mean, which he should, but like, he usually doesn't do that. He usually fades or you yeah. know does something like that. But he was putting Wall on the post. Listen, I was watching that game and uh, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it because I I I don't really pay that much attention to Cavs games. Right. But when I did see your tweet, or I think it's on somebody's tweet about LeBron. Up to fifty points, I said, yeah. "Whoa, let me, let me, let me, let me see what's going you said, on." Well, when that's the thing is, like, even if you're like half noticing the game or whatever, yeah, you, did, you still didn't realize that he was going off because it was just it was you in know, the flow, it yeah. It was, just, it was just catching the post, like go yeah. to work, a fadeaway, like it wasn't like Harden's performance, which we'll get into here shortly. You know, having twenty two points in the first quarter, like it, he was just how he was just fluid throughout the whole game. Listen. He he was great. Um, he, he he did what he needed to do. He came what? in there, did what he needed to do. But you know that's what? the only thing that does scare me that he has to do go fifty seven, eleven, and seven and beat the Wizards and by forty two minutes. Yeah, and beat the uh, Wizards by eight. Yeah, he played the whole second half. You know what though? You know what I've been noticing from LeBron, even though the Cavs have been struggling, he's getting back into the post. Yes, he's getting back in the post. He's he's shooting seventy. I think he's shooting what sixty seven percent from the field. In, in the post this year, yeah, he's getting back. To, when LeBron plays in the post, he is. I mean, he's unstoppable. And the thing is, he is he's is actually lethal. shooting the three ball well, th- yeah, pretty well this he year is. too. Because improved. once you, once you play in the po- well, st- uh, Jeff Van Gundy had said something on that Wizards game. He was just like, "I haven't seen somebody get better each year, all the way up into his fifteenth year." Yeah, because he said what he was watching, it was just like a young LeBron just going to work. LeBron James is the Tom Brady of basketball. They're just getting better as they age. It, it, and that's it's scary. Incredible. That's scary. It's scary. It's, it's, I, I just I, I do I don't like the minutes though. Don't no, like him it, playing it, that much. LeBron I know he and, and he led the league last year in minutes. He shouldn't have to be scoring almost sixty points to beat nah. a team. No, he and his shouldn't. bench and, and and the bench not do any you know not help him out anymore you know Kevin Love not helping him out I mean it, that shouldn't have to happen I'm glad no. it did happen it was a sight to see yeah I'm, uh, I mean a win is a win still but I'm, I mean I'm just glad we we beat the Wizards after yeah, Wall you know, and Beal talking so. yeah youngest player you know to score twenty nine thousand points I, I, it was a great game LeBron was exceptional yes. I just hope that doesn't continue he doesn't have to do that every night from one great performance to another let's talk about James Harden which I think is the better performance than LeBron just because of what he we, did yeah, yeah what he did yeah 56 points on 19 of 25 shooting 11 uh for 12 from free throws seven for eight from three mm-hmm. and then you throw in 13 assists yeah Jeremy he had 30 points on t- 10 or 12 shooting Five for five from three in eighteen minutes. It's, I mean, the first quarter alone, he was just he didn't shot. miss a shot. No, 
He was a perfect uh, eight for eight from the field. Yeah, he didn't miss a shot. He was locked in as any NBA player I've ever seen locked in on the basketball court. Locked in. I mean, he. I mean, what the fifty six points? It was like a well. There's a stat the. Like Westbrook and Harden are tied with three games for the most games of all time with fifty plus points and ten plus assists. Yep. Uh, Well, I guess he's also tied with uh, Archibald, but uh, then LeBron's at uh, got two games. Mm Mm-hmm. Shoot, without CP3, James Harden could have maybe two or three more this year. And just and 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 I'm glad you said that because it just goes back for me, and, and it just makes me think. Do the Rockets need CP3? I'm not going to get into We're not going to get into that. No, but, but it's just a little side note because a, it is something to talk about. It's a serious question. I truly don't think they need him. I don't either. And like I said last week, it wouldn't surprise me if he was traded at the trade deadline. But no, we're, we're not going to get no. into that. That's a whole other discussion. But uh, Harden. Shooting 75% I mean, plus from the field. In a game. The entire game. And, like, he, made, he had 56 points on 25 shots. Yeah. And he had his, he had fifty two points through three quarters. Yeah, he he only played three minutes into the fourth. Yeah, sat out the yeah. He's he's rest. he's averaging twenty six point eight points per game, four point six rebounds a and game. And that's after having a couple bad games when Chris Paul was there. Yeah, and nine point four assists per game on forty two point seven percent shooting. So much better with the ball he in is. his hand. He is, and, and and the Rockets know it. Listen, like I said, we we don't want to get into it, but the Rockets' plan got messed up when Melo didn't didn't get traded didn't there. Go, yeah, um, but. But Listen. I mean, it was it was phenomenal, and I do I take it as far? I mean, you you know how much I love LeBron James, and I would watch him every day. But I think right now, James Harden might be the most fun to watch. Mm. I mean, I don't I don't want to get too much into it. Just I, it's just he's so crafty. He's so smooth. Like and and. That's very that's that's big time for you because you know just a couple of years ago you said you hated watching Harden and that was the thing yes I yeah. did hate watching him when he was out of control but he, yeah he was out of control, control and that the, I don't yeah. know it was just he's more controlled I, now. I still do hate the flopping a little but now it's just like well great it's just part of his game now yeah so he, I don't he's, know he's, I, he's just really fun to watch he is he, he he's exciting to watch I I don't know if I can go as far as say he's the most excited, but he's definitely up there. I mean, all those superstars are, but what Harden does every night, it's it's it's, it's beautiful. But uh, yes. those those are our week three standouts. We thought we'd start off with that respect uh, to those two greats. Um, so yeah. how about the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jeremy? I had them fifth in the West in my standings when we did that. You did, and then I had swapped them with um. Who did I switch with? The Grizzlies? You did. I had them but at Because seven. we were saying how bad the Wolves were at the time. Yeah, but, but the Wolves right now, I we probably, I mean, we just do it just because, but we probably go too in-depth in teams too early when, well, they, yeah, don't, yeah. when a, they don't have it figured yeah, out. It's, a, but, it's a, small, a small sample size, but yeah. they're 7-3, and three and and check this out. It's the first time they've been on a four, game, four games over 500. And you know when the last time they were over 500, Jeremy? When KG was there. KG 2007. Yeah, so it's been a while for them. But the thing is... Whoa! Yeah, I mean, honestly, since they've left. So even Kevin Love didn't have them four games over 
500. No, they didn't make the playoffs under Kevin Love. No, I'm just saying like early oh, in the season oh, type no, thing. No, yeah, this is the first, and this is the longest win streak on a five game win streak. The longest win streak they've had since 2009, January 2nd through the 10th, 2009. Sheesh. So they're they're. They are locked in right now. Wiggins has certainly been playing out of his mind. Well, here's the thing. Between Cat, Wiggins, Butler, and Teague, they're all averaging at least 13 or better. 13 is obviously Teague. But Cat is averaging 21 uh, points per game and 10.9 rebounds per game. Jeff Teague's averaging the 13 points per game, but also 8.5 assists per game. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's easy to be able to feed Cat, Butler, and, you know, uh, Wiggins. But still, like, they're just playing very well. The only problem I have with them is Crawford's averaging 10 off the bench. But other than that, their no bench is not good. But we all, we knew that going into the season. We talked about that yeah. in, our, in our off-season episode. But that, we that, that just scares me a little bit later down in the season. Yeah, in the playoff series. Yeah. Because yeah, you can't play your stars the whole game. But, you know, one thing I know is about the Timberwolves, and, I, and we said this before, well, I said this before, I just don't think Wiggins and Jimmy Butler can be a long-term pairing because I'm gonna be honest with you. You still don't think they can coach? No, this? I don't. Jimmy Butler's been quiet. I mean, yeah, but he's he, still averaging like 18. He's averaging which, 15.1 points all right, per so game. So 15. So I guess what is he usually average around 23? Yeah, I mean, he's just been really, 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 really quiet. Like last year in but, Chicago, he was averaging twenty three point nine points per. But game. that's probably because he had to. What if What if he doesn't really care so much about the the points per game as much as just winning and playing great on the defensive end? I mean, I would hope every player thought like that, but yeah, well, we know uh, they don't. I mean, he's he he just. I mean, he just. I, I just. Feel, I won't say it's a a drop off in, in 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 his status. It's just he's just been really quiet. I mean, because last year obviously he had to do majority of the scoring for the Bulls. He did. He did. But I'm saying, Jimmy Butler is the guy, and, and we're not going to panic too much now because early in the season. But around when it comes to March, March April, um, I would hope Jimmy Butler's in good rhythm because. He's the only one on their team besides Jamal Crawford and uh, you know Gibson and uh, Jeff Teague that has playoff experience. Yeah, Wiggins and not and, only and, that, Cat haven't seen that. Not only that, it's only basically Jamal Crawford and Jimmy Butler who you can give the ball to down the stretch. Yeah. to make clutch shots. So those are the only two that have really done it before. You know, I know Andrew Wiggins had the game winner in OKC, but half court off the backboard, you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the only two that really have made big shots over the years. So I don't know. It it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, and and another thing is I I'm still concerned about Dibbs playing his guys too many minutes. Uh, yeah, he's always done that. Jimmy Butler is playing 36 minutes. Wiggins is playing 35. I, I just well with Wiggins, it's not so because he's a young, yeah, he's young, he's but younger, it's just but too much. He shouldn't have yeah. to. But like you said, the bench is no good, so no. they kind of have to. But it's you know, Davis has a history of playing his players way too many minutes, and yeah. you know, I because you know I partially blame Tom Thibodeau for Derrick Rose's decline. Yeah, and you've said that before. Yeah, I mean, he just. Oh, Jimmy Butler in Chicago under Tom Thibodeau led the league in minutes. Luau Deng led the league in minutes one year. I mean, he just, it's something we have to watch out for. And I'm pretty sure Tom Thibodeau knows that. But uh, Right, and they and they have a, a big game coming up this Wednesday when they play the Warriors. So yeah. we'll see, you know, on their hot streak, let's see what they can do there. Um, but from 
one surprising team in the T-Wolves to another one with the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. I had them as my eighth seed. It looks like they might be a fifth, sixth team at this point. And it's... I know mean, it's, it's early, early, but yeah, I I had them fighting. Well. I had them fighting for eight. Yeah, I know. Uh, I knew they were going to be in the playoffs. I actually do because th- I had the Heat at seven. I do think the Pistons all around is better than the Heat, so I might put, I might put the the Pistons as maybe six. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's prediction of their standings is wrong. Yeah, and I mean it's gonna yeah. Differentiate there's throughout a lot the of things season. going on, like like you know, we didn't expect the Cavs to be where they are. Yeah. We'll get into that later, but um, let, let's talk about Andre Drummond's free throw improvement because I think that's been one of the big, Absolutely. big you know um, reasons for and the Pistons you know resurgence. Before we talk about his free throw percentage, a lot of people have been talking about as if like this dude has declined and hasn't been what he's always been, but he's averaging. 14 and 14 on 54 percent from you're the talking field. about you're talking about Drummond, right yes yeah, like yeah, yeah. i don't like people act like he's got to go out there and give him 25 and 16 like that's not the kind of guy he is like 14 and 14 is about where he needs to be like he's, he's not really a score scorer you know what i mean so like obviously the rebounds are always going to be there but maybe 16 points per game is where you would want him but like 14 and 14 isn't bad like people act like he's isn't good. Yeah, because I mean, his career, he's only, for his career, he's averaging 13.3 points. I mean, That's what I'm saying. It's he's not like... never had a season where he's averaged over 16 points. The highest he had was 16.2, and that was in 2015 16. Yeah, so I don't understand why. And he made like, the All Star team that year. Why people act like he's on the decline or something. Yeah, he, he if anything, Drummond, I wouldn't go as far as say he's a franchise player. He's a great compliment player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's, um, a, but he's the, a great but the free player. throw percentage. Oof, his career was at I think I saw the other day it was at thirty one percent for his career. His career at the free throw line, yeah, yeah it's and thirty eight percent, yeah, thirty eight, yeah. yeah. So this year seventy five percent, yeah. He was fourteen for sixteen from the free throw line in the the win against the Bucks. Yeah, he has. You can't hack a shack him anymore. No, you can't. No, <laughs> so you, you can't. can leave him in later in games for defensive purposes and yeah. rebounding purposes. No, you can't. Like uh, you know, he did some. He said he's been working on it all summer. You can tell. Yeah, and he his changed mechanics it. have changed. How he's shooting it. He, he, he kind of like leaves his like arm straight and yeah. then just like flicks his wrist. Hey, so I hey whoever changed pretty, that props but, to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it doesn't look pretty, but it's going in. That's all that matters. But nah, he's been phenomenal. Another reason, but uh, with the Pistons doing so well is, I mean, I gotta say, my boy Avery Bradley. <laughs> you gotta bring him up at least once a show. I mean, <laughs> just to throw his name out there. No, no, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be biased to my boy Avery Bradley. I mean, he's their newest player, their newest marquee player. Is he not? He's yeah, but been... is it even surprising what he's doing? No, no. I, it may be surprising some people because some people probably thought he could only do that for Brad Stevens in Boston because uh, no. he wasn't doing that for he, he, he everybody wasn't wasn't really that good of a player under Doc Rivers. He really came no. out under Brad Stevens. So some people yeah. may say, is, you know, can he do it somewhere? I else? I don't really think Doc can. Doc can't coach young guys. Yeah, that's one. I don't think he can develop. He's a vet so. coach, but Avery Bradley's averaging sixteen point three points per game. Uh, he's shooting from from the three point line forty two percent. 
His field goal percent is 45%. I mean, he's he's just been good for them offensively, defensively. And the starting unit, you know, the starting unit has some balance now. Yes. Uh, with Reggie Jackson, uh, you know, Avery Bradley, and Tobias Harris has been incredible. Yeah. 19.7 points per game. He, he's he been their best player. Is that too much? No. He, he's been their best player. Yeah. And I think Andre Drummond's been, oh, uh, Avery Bradley's probably their second, and then Andre Drummond third. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean... They, it, it's just a, a a good group of guys yeah. that are just playing very well under mm-hmm. Stefan Gunn. Their bench is not that great, uh, no. but they get some production out yeah. of them. Um, I, I, I'm a little disappointed in Luke Kennard. I thought he would... Yeah, he's down he's in the just G not getting, League He's now. not getting the minutes. I yeah, I don't know what... I mean... Stefan Gunn said he wasn't going to play him until he learned how to play defense. Yeah, I was going to say, he's never really been a defender. Uh, I mean, he... But he can't be an offensive threat for them yeah, if he's absolutely. given the opportunity. My whole thing is, why not just throw him out there and let him shoot? Yeah, that's the only way you're going to learn. Right. You yeah. got you got to throw him in the fire in order to learn. You ain't going to learn anything in the G League. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean that's, that's our development league. That's where they learn. Uh, yeah, well, the G League is a joke. <laughs> Hey, I say G- I also hey, think John you get Simmons, better. John you... Simmons is from the from the G League. Yeah, I mean, he's been, Orlando. Danny Green's been in and out from the G League back when he was with the Cavs. And now he's a champion. But I just think you become better when you get the minutes of against good competition. For sure, so, absolutely. I don't know. I, I think it was a little too quick to move him to the G League. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean Stefan Gunny knows what he's doing. He's yeah, a good and coach. he's still a rookie. Yeah. So he's got some time. He's he's got the potential. Uh, so how about the Sixers, Jeremy? The Sixers are over 500 for the first time in four years. And I got to give a, uh, a shout out to our man, Chris Johnson. I mean, that man's a big Philly fan. Him and his brother are both Philly guys. But, right. uh, yeah, they're over 500 for the first time in four years. Last time they were over 500 was January 16th, 2013. I'll tell you what. This is another team that if they're on, I'm watching. Yeah. Same like, here. I'm watching them. Ben Simmons now has two triple-doubles already. Yeah. Averaging 18 uh, points per game, yep. 8.2 assists, and 9.8 rebounds. So, almost basically averaging a double-double, close to a triple-double. And J.J. Redick has been the greatest <laughs> mentor those Sixers could ever have. 15 points per game on yep. 43% from the field and 43% from three. And yep. just had a huge game. 31 uh, points. Yeah, the other night. Yeah. And basically the game clinching three, which he kind of just chucked up there and did the little shrug. He but, did, but hey, it went but, in. I mean, we already know what he can do. He's a shooter. So Sim- I just, uh, it's JJ was perfect for them because since Ben Simmons can't really shoot and he's a distributor, he's yeah. going to have the ball in his hands. He could just kick it out to uh, JJ. Yep. And at times he can kick it out to Joel Embiid as well. And, and and I said this before, and you, you thought I was crazy, but Simmons and Embiid, they have that. You're going to say it again? That little magic, that, that, that magic in Kareem. I'm telling you, man, they have the potential to, to yeah. reach those heights. Joel Embiid is averaging 20 and 10. Listen, which... Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Carson Wentz have lit a fire in Philadelphia. In Philly. Now Philly, Philly is uh, sitting right. Uh, Bring out with, the statues for Joe and B. Stop. Bring out the statue. He needs it. No. He deserves the no. statue outside. No. It's time. Give it to him. You're not giving him a statue right now. Why not? Because he could injure himself tomorrow and be out for his career. But he's not injured right now. 
Well, yeah, but I'm just saying he could get himself injured tomorrow and be out for the rest of his career because he's right. that fragile. You're right, but then they'll still <laughs> have Ben Simmons, which, which he's the real deal, Jeremy. I tried to tell you, he's that. the real. Nobody wanted to listen to deal. me. Check oh, this. he can't shoot. Oh, he can't score. Well, he's, he can't shoot. He needs to. I hope he yeah, needs to develop. But I'm that. saying with him, it's like it's it's like Giannis. Like why try and get a jump shot when you can get to the rim? Basically, because whenever. when it's time to be clutch. Nobody's well, yeah. giving you an open lane to the rim. Yeah, but then he's just going to kick it out to maybe Joel Embiid or JJ. Uh-huh. He'll make the best basketball play. It's like LeBron. He will, and that has hurt LeBron sometimes. Yeah, it has. Simmons needs a jump shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, like, people thought he wouldn't be that good so fast because he didn't have one. Listen, Simmons, he's the real deal. He is, listen, he has two triple-doubles through nine games, and he is the uh, first player to do that. Uh, he's, he became, I'm sorry, not the first player, the second player uh, in 76ers history to record two triple-doubles in the first nine games of the season. Um, the other person was uh, Oscar Robinson. And now um, Simmons is in lines with Oscar Robinson, Wilt Chamberlain, and Ben Simmons are the yeah. only guys to have two triple-doubles through nine games. And his triple-doubles were impressive, too. The first one was over the Detroit Pistons, where he had 21, 12, and 10. And then the second one just came over the victory over Indiana Pacers, where he had 14, 11, and 11. Yeah. So I know Brett Brown is so excited to finally have some talent. I know. You said it last week on the podcast. Uh, and he wakes up with a ray of sunshine he over his should. head. He finally has some talent. That man has been through the darkest times oh, yeah, for a no coach. Doubt. For a coach. All these years it, of losing. And especially in Philly, like when you don't win. You're getting kicked out of the city. Like yeah. you're getting fired. You're getting. I mean, the Eagles fans. If Carson Wentz throws one bad pass, you feel like they're gonna boo because that's yeah. just how Philly fans are. But I mean, right now you can't say much. They're There's playing. Just, they're playing as hard as they can. They're five and four right yeah. now. Like they're winning games. There's and, hope in Philadelphia. And there's two young players in Embiid and Ben Simmons that. Hopefully, will be there for the rest of their careers. Oh, they will. They're Philly lifers. Joe Embiid has already said he wants. To yeah, be I know. But for his life, when the mo- sometimes them. though, I feel like with someone like him, especially if the money's calling, he might leave. And Philly will pay it. Well, Philly will pay him and Simmons. But let me ask you this: the success of Simmons at point guard does it make you question if they even need Markel Fultz? Uh, I don't know because Markel Fultz. I mean that that's a whole topic in itself to be honest but Yeah. I don't, I just don't know why everybody was so high on him. I I, I like he's not really a point guard to me. No, he's not. And that's, and, that's and he's, why I'm but he's not even that. a shooting guard either cuz it's not like he can spot up and shoot. I mean, he's so better I'm at just, the point. He's better at the point, yes. on, you know, with the ball in his hands. But I I'm just Do they need him on this team? No. Honestly, I'd hate to say this but shut him down for the year. I mean, I I hope that's the next. Time. I mean, I saw a video today on Twitter with him taking shots with his, from his yeah, left something, hand. Yeah, something's going on over there because now all of a sudden they're thinking about switching him to being left-handed. This is a bizarre ruin, injury. Which Jeremy. just would ruin his career. This I don't just know doesn't what happen. What is going on? Yeah, with this it. just it's almost happen. like he's gotten worse since his high school days. Like this doesn't happen. I don't know what's going on I, in Philadelphia. I, I don't. I don't either. I don't know what's going on with Markel Fultz. Their I, medical team in Philadelphia is horrible. And they'd be fired. I hope that he can get back and start playing. Good basketball because that team would be even more fun to watch, but it's going to be a long time for him. Yeah, it's it's bad. From one team in the Sixers to another team that has been horrible but 
playing great as of late. And the man leading the charge, poor Zingas. He just lost. He just launched his campaign the other night. For what? I hope you're not saying MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not saying MVP because there's about five guys I could choose right before him. I mean, yeah, there are five guys who have already launched their campaign. We, we weren't sure if Porzingis was going to launch his, but he just did the other night when he scored 40. I'll tell you what. So his last four games that they have won, mm-hmm. 32, 38, which was his career high, 37, and then he just dropped 40, which is now his career high. Yeah. And I think he'll beat that within the next two weeks the way he's playing you know what he's averaging 30 30 7.8 rebounds and 50% from the field now he is shooting like 35 or 36% from three which uh, not bad bad not great you know whatever but he has been oh boy great yeah yeah and you know what the Knicks are over 500 too I know they're 5 and 4 Yep, this is the same as the Sixers. Yeah. And, there's a, and there's like life in the building of the Knicks again, and hey. as it is with the Sixers. So, I was on Twitter last night, I believe it was last night, and uh, a friend of mine, Edwin Kane, who's the producer of the uh, 1305 show, shout out to those guys over there, he asked, did we not... Let me. I'll tell you exactly what he asked. The tweet exactly asked me, and I thought it was interesting. It was about uh, Phil Jackson, and here's what he said. And I, I, I'm pretty sure you'll have some thoughts on this too. Let me see what he said. Oh, I think I saw it. He said, "Since Phil Jackson drafted Porzingis when no one wanted him to, was he a better GM than we gave him credit for?" Yeah. Also, I saw a tweet that had to do something with Phil Jackson, and like, I don't know. Somehow being a, a better GM than what we thought because he was doing something that we thought was absurd or something like that. And I don't, with the Knicks, I don't care if they had drafted LeBron James. I feel like they're going to boo no matter who they draft. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard fan base to please. So no matter who they took at that spot, I felt like they were going to boo. But I, I guess Phil Jackson knew what he was doing. I think this might be... Might be his only good move that he's done, and and, and that's what I was. Other saying. Other than maybe trading Melo away, I think. Listen, I was I was hard on Phil Jackson with the whole Melo situation, um, but I think we we doubted Phil Jackson a little too early because we got caught up in the whole Melo drama trying to get him out. But I mean, this is what Phil Jackson knew this could happen. Yes, with Porzingis when he drafted him, like people were booing Phil Jackson when yeah. he drafted him, but he knew, he knew. Uh, you know, people the, say, why didn't he, you know, I was upset when they didn't draft Monk, you know, when they had their pick, but. Yeah, they drafted. Frank, Frank, N- I like Frank. I don't even know how to pronounce his last yeah, name. I, I N- like N- 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 Natilica or yeah, Kina, whatever, whatever it, is. it is. Frank, I like Frank. I mean, he's no flashy guy, but no. he's going to be good. You see what he did the other day? Yeah, when, I did. When he, uh. Now that when oh the turnover when the clock was running down he yeah, threw it to he, his he, teammates he so he wouldn't get the turnover he he listen Frank Frank and Chris Porzingis they they and and Tim Hardaway as well too because he's yeah, having he's a good season so far too very well too yeah sixteen point two <clears throat> points per game they've they've got a good solid one three man core over right. there and it's now that Porzingis is the man now that Melo's left like I think this is what he can do for. 10 years not I'm not oh, not, yeah. not the 30 points per game and keep that rate up yeah but 
he's 25, be, 26 per game. Chris Hopkins is going to be an all-star this year. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the East is I mean, yeah, there's not many players, yeah, but, but yeah, he, he will. He's a lock. Yeah. He's, he's he, only 22 he's years very, old. very, very good. The man has a long career. Yes. And we're just seeing the flashes of what he can be and what he's going to be. And, you know, to be exciting if he can, if he'll be with New York for his career, we don't know, but. I have a feeling he'll probably be there for his career. You think so? I think he's in a, a Joel and B type where. We'll see, because they have an, they have an <clears throat> idiot. And they can always, they can always go out and get players. Listen, they have an idiot owner he, in Dolan, so let's yeah, see what'll happen over there. We don't know what'll true. happen over there in New York. Who knows, but yeah, uh, he, he's been actually very exciting to watch. He has, he has. Uh, young unicorn, indeed. Young unicorn, <laughs> indeed. Who who do you want to talk about first? My my garbage calves are that big three over there that's struggling too in OKC. Let let let's talk about OK three because they're they I think they're struck. Yeah, their records show that they're struggling, but I I, I just think their struggle their struggles are um, late just, game execution. Just late game execution. Yeah. I think. I mean. Just like the Cavs, we know what they'll be later on in March, April. Well, hopefully for the Cavs, I don't know. Right. But um, at this rate, shoot, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. But as far as OKC, it's just their late game execution. They're not, they're not getting efficient and quality shots. I mean, they, you know, Donovan, Billy Donovan has to do a better job of executing in the fourth quarter. Like I saw this this tweet: the Thunder have played four clutch time games this season they are 0-4 in all of them and that's where they excelled last year with just Russell Westbrook right. in the fourth quarter and one of those games that they're 0-4 against of course is against my Celtics of course <laughs> uh, when we were down 18 but I mean I just don't know I feel like it's like okay Westbrook you take the shot now that you've missed okay now Melo go take your shot yeah. oh well now that you've missed Yep. Now Paul George go take your shot. Like mm-hmm. it's just like one on one, like no fluid offense. Yeah, basically no fluid. go out and try try and be a hero, Westbrook, or go try and be a hero, Melo. Like it's just I don't know. Yeah, they're not even to be honest, like my Cavs, they're not fun to watch. Not right now. You know, the the, the problem you know you know why Russell Westbrook, Paul George, or Melo are so tired in the fourth. It's because they don't have a bench. No. And we talked about this earlier in our off-season episode as well. They have no bench whatsoever. Um, and, and that's their problem. I mean, they're, they're after after Paul George is averaging 21 points per game, Russell Westbrook 20 points per game, Melo 20. So right there, that's 60-plus points. And then Steven Adams giving you 12.4 points per game. He might be the most consistent player. Oh, yeah. Because Steven Adams... I, I mean, love Steven Adams. Yeah, you're not expecting him to go out and get you a 20. He just works hard. But, yeah, he's just defensively he's good. He, <clears throat> he doesn't care about his points. No, he does. He just, he just cares about defending and rebounding, and he does yeah. his job. He's just been so good for them. Yeah, and, you know... Other than Raymond Felton, who's been solid for them off the bench, which I I thought he would. Yeah, they have their bench is a disaster. It's like there's Grant, there's who else is there? Uh, I can't even think of anybody oh, else on their that. bench. Yeah, because it's um, just they got Abrainus, Patrick Patterson, who has been awful. Yeah, like there's just uh, nobody really. That, yeah, that good. We knew we knew that was going to be their problem coming into the season. But I thought they could do what. Um, Golden State does in which you leave one person out there 
I mean, or, they have been doing that. They, two, they've been doing but, that with Melo running with that second unit. But when Melo's yeah, but cold, I mean, then what? You know, you, we know Melo can't really lead a team by himself. Go, Golden so State has players who everything's within the flow. You know, so yeah, I don't know. That, that's their problems. You know, I I haven't seen anything more than just their fourth quarter execution. I yeah. mean, they're second in defense behind the Celtics. So Terrence Ferguson, the rookie, hasn't been playing too well. Yes, yeah, so I I I just think it's a process. We said that before, and you know, we'll keep saying it's a process for them. I still think that they are um, the biggest threat to beat Golden State in the West. Of course, other than the Spurs, mm-hmm. I think they just match up well with Golden State so I don't mean, know Houston is always oh my up gosh, they don't match well with them guys you know they don't I know but just the way that oh my god is playing listen we're talking about Harden can go out there and give them 50 himself yeah we're, we're talking about the Houston Rockets who last year lost to the Spurs in game six without Kawhi by 40 plus please give me a break <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> give just, me a break that's just because it's the Spurs Give me a break. And now about OKC. Let's talk about those calves. Let me hear you say it, Jeremy. Let me hear it. I, I, th- this might be the only time you guys catch it on the air. So yes. sa- save this podcast. Yes. Save this date, November 6th, 9.04 p.m. I am worried about my calves. Oh, man. I, I am worried. What a time to hear you say that. <sighs> They're not, in trouble, Jeremy. That They are. Very much so, and uh, it's hard to watch. We're, lo- we're losing, and like I said, it, it's not so much losing games. It's how we're losing them. We're losing them by 20-plus to at home to teams that we should be beating by 10. Yeah. We got blown out by the Knicks, the Pacers, the, the Hawks, Magic. The Pelicans. like The it, Nets uh, without D'Angelo Russell. It's just been a You guys are 1-6 and six over your last seven games. I know the only honestly the only bright side has been LeBron James, which that's it, and he's playing too many minutes. Yeah, way too. Like many. Like we said earlier, he's playing way too many minutes. Jeremy, They're letting up 113 points per game. That you're not going to win doing that. I don't care if you're scoring 120. Like you're just not going to win. Is Tyron Lue almost out? Serious question. I actually asked my friend this the other other day, and he said no, and I. I asked him why, and he just said, I mean, everybody brings that he brought the, not that he brought the championship, but he was the coach of that team when they won the championship, so it's going to be hard to get rid of him that quick. Mm. But it is still early, but the way they are looking right now, if they could get Mark Jackson right now, I want Ty Lue fired right now. Yeah. it's. But I don't even know if they've reached out to him. So I, I highly doubt it. Yeah, they're, they're probably not tripping right now, but Ty Lue has just been exposed, man. I mean, he's just – this is just too much talent for him not to be able to coach these guys. And, I mean, it could be lack of effort from the guys as well, you know. But, I mean, as a coach, you have to figure out, you know, what's not working, what's working, and how you can get it to work. I mean, that's your job. So uh, – If this can – if we come back in a month and they're below 500 still, yeah, he's going to be gone. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. No LeBron about ain't going to deal with that. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, they wasted 48 combined points from Wade and Corver the other night. I know. And wasted. Corver Cor- had like 16 in the in the fourth to yeah. try and come back against the Hawks. but Wasted, man. And, and, and the it, Hawks were on an eight-game losing streak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just played with more effort, Jeremy. They, ah. the, the stars have been awful. Like, Dwayne Wade called them out. 
and you you don't think it's a direct you know jab at the stars but he said it's no secret in this locker room but our first unit we got to start off better uh i want one time for the first unit to get on the second unit because we blew a lead uh i'm waiting for that day to happen so it's it's a mess in cleveland we you know lebron is still the greatest player in basketball so oh so uh, you're kind of quiet on that Giannis train huh no, I, I didn't say Giannis was the best player in basketball today. I said he has the potential to be better than to be the best player in the NBA. I, that's what I said. The way you were talking made it seem like he was the best player a, right now. Jeremy, I'm not a fool. That's, I know what LeBron, I know LeBron, he has been, they, they, they've been on a, a losing streak as well too, but I'm not crazy. I'm just saying that uh, LeBron is still the best player in basketball. And he's been the best player for the Cavs. He's been doing it all. So they've got you know, a lot of work to do. Yeah, they you know, do. And I don't want to talk too much yeah, longer we won't before, waste I get, too much time. before I get even more angry. Yeah, we won't waste too much time. We know what LeBron's capable of doing. Let's, and, yeah, let's know. talk about your Boston Celtics. The streaking since, Celtics. Since they're on right now playing the Hawks up by one as Jason Tatum just hit a corner three. But uh, Eight-game winning streak. Eight-game winning streak. They started off 0-2. They let up. When they were 0 2, they had let up, I don't know, something like one, 108 points or something. And mm-hmm. on that, on this eight game win streak, they're letting up like 92 points per game. Yeah. Which is crazy. Jeremy. But it's not surprising. Jeremy, we have some key wins against. And this, and this, and during this winning streak, we have wins over the Spurs, who we haven't beaten since 2011. 2011. It's I'll a tell long you exact, time coming, Jeremy. I'll tell you the exact date. That might be greater than winning the championship for you guys. Wow! Don't ever disrespect <laughs> us like that. March 31st, 2011 was the last time the Celtics beat the Spurs. You know who was on that team? Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and the Nag Christic. That was our starting lineup for the Celtics. For the Spurs, it was Tony Parker, Ginobili, Richard Jefferson, Antonio McDice, and Tim Duncan. That's the last time we beat the Spurs. And it's the first time in the Brad Stevens era that we've beaten the Spurs. So we're playing great so basketball. So you're telling me right bring now. the championship back to Boston now. What is that going <laughs> to happen this year? We don't know. The Cavs keeps thinking up the players. We might be in the finals. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about that. Who one. knows? I, I, I don't think the streak is going to end anytime soon. I'm, as we're watching this Hawks game, which is a close one. They're, they're playing the Hawks tonight. They play the Lakers on Wednesday. Yeah. Hornets that's an ESPN on Friday. game. Yeah, that's an yeah. ESPN game. You know, the annual ESPN game versus the Lakers. Yeah, Kyrie about to get Hornets on Friday. Raptors on Sunday. Brooklyn next Tuesday. And then Golden State next Thursday, which will be on TNT. <clears throat> um, so That streak will be going up until the Golden State game. If we can beat, you know, because these games that I just said, they're trap games. Yeah, because, I mean, right now. We're struggling to beat the Hawks. Yeah. It's, but a, it's a trap game. The Hornets is, a tr- I think, your biggest threat before you get to Golden State. Uh, you know what I mean? Out of those I games that, that you they don't named. have Batum. Nick Batum's still out. And he's a, oh my gosh, Jeremy, he shows some respect. To Nicholas Nick Batum is 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 good. He's a good basketball player. But you act like the Horn- like the Hornets have been playing like well this they year. Have. That's so what I'm saying. Dwight like it's a, surprisingly. Yeah, it's a trap game for them. Like that's the best opponent they'll play up until Golden State. We that's beat all them I'm three saying. Three times in the preseason, and that was whoa court. preseason. That, hold back, guys. Hey, it doesn't matter. You that beat was, them in the preseason. That was what, that was that was what's going on. Oh Hale. my goodness. Oh my gosh. Come on now. A game's a game. We beat them in the preseason. I'm not worried about the Hornets. They're okay. all trap game, but I'm not worried about. You the guys Hornets. heard it here first. If the Hornets beat the Celtics, blow uh, Andre's Twitter up. If, if they if they beat the Celtics, whip de do. 
<laughs> whip de <dee> do. <laughs> whip de do. Who cares? But listen, the uh, Celtics are hot right now. We're playing great defense, elite defense. Kyrie is playing elite defense. Uh, you know, I don't want to spend too much time talking about my Celtics, but you know, we're we're playing incredible basketball right now. First team to go on an eight game win streak after going zero and two. So we're, we're we're breaking some history. Our numbers are great. We're out here. That's all I got to say about the Celtics. I don't even. I have nothing more to say about the Celtics other than we're the first and number one in the East and the best team in the NBA. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Really, Congratulations, because it looks like this side should be giving you a trophy right now. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because you want a nobody, pat on the back nobody thought this would be possible. Nobody thought this would happen. I didn't even think this would happen. But now that it's happened, I'm fully 100% behind myself, and we're out here. So can we give the MVP to Brad Stevens? You mean the coach of the year? No. The MVP. The MVP. Let's just MVP, skip the coach of the, coach year, of the year and just MVP to Brad, Everything. You Brad give it Stevens. All to him. You give it all to him, bro. Brad I want Stevens. Him, I, want, I want MVP to him, coach of the year, and most improved. Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens gets all those. is the Celtics. You know, so many people were saying our greatest asset were the picks. Our greatest asset is Brad Stevens. Yes. He is our greatest asset. Players want to play for Brad Stevens. They love our team. Our team loves playing for Brad Stevens. He's just a lovable guy around the league. Yeah, he doesn't freak so, out on the sidelines. Yeah, doesn't do he's any calm, of that. and you know it reflects on his players. Every year we have Brad Stevens is a championship opportunity for us. That's a fact. Yeah. Every year our win total goes up. I mean, Brad Stevens. I love him. I love Brad Stevens. I love him. Oh man, you want to meet him? You want to autograph from him? I, hey, you want a picture with him? It may happen real soon, brother. It may happen real soon. Oh, I'm sure it will. Watch out! But you know, there's a lot going on. It's still early in the season. Um, you know, we 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 covered a lot today. Can I just say one thing? Is the NBA kind of boring so far this year? Uh, it's not boring for me. <laughs> It's not even that my Cavs are struggling or any, it's just like it's it's I, I don't know I just it hasn't you know what excited because me yet the and NBA I don't know because it's early and like started earlier and, I think that's been a big thing for players as well too and that may be a reason for your Cavs LeBron not having no training camp the NBA right. started two weeks earlier yeah so you know it, oh I mean I'm sure it'll pick up it but hasn't as, lived I, up. I think after. After all the off-season moves and all, like coming into the season, yeah, the hype it hasn't it just lived hasn't up to lived what we up thought it that, would be. Yeah, definitely, it definitely has it. Um, so, hey, this was a great episode. We we covered a lot. Uh, you know, week three. Ah, uh, guys, I won't be on here for about three, four weeks. Um, I'll yeah. be with Towson's basketball team traveling. Um, their season starts Friday, but they have a couple Monday games, and then I'll be in Ireland with the team in Florida. So uh, yeah, Jeremy's gonna be away out here getting some firsthand basketball experience. I'm a, I'm a busy man. What can I say? So and then for the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be having our producer Ryan on the show with me for the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be exciting, you know. Everything's still gonna be cool. I'm gonna miss my guy Jeremy, but I wish I he'll could be, be back. here to talk, but. And, uh, Might you know, have to talk a little Towson hoops when I get back. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you know, maybe during his trip we'll be able to get him off for a little phone talk quick for him to check in. We'll see. We never know. At Rygon Studios, anything is possible. But thanks for listening to us, guys. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to us on iTunes, Speak Up Podcast, and follow us on Twitter. We love y'all. We'll see you soon. We out. Speak up.